I just want to spend a few minutes tonight sharing how this message of Jesus coming to earth 2,000 years ago speaks to us powerfully and significantly this evening. I'm aware that we come to night with a whole range of emotions and feelings and responses and in a world which is in a strange place in many ways, but we believe that the truth of scripture, the hope in Jesus is as significant today as it's ever been. So we're going to turn to John 1 verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A few months back, I arrived here at Central Hall early on a Sunday morning and noticed that the children's slide was in the way of the hall and was blocking the entrance to the lift and making disabled access difficult. So I thought I'd do the good, honourable thing and take the slide up in the lift. I get in the lift and I'm rammed against the side, which is totally fine because I'm going to be in the lift for a few seconds. And the door shuts and then I realise that the sensors are jammed and I'm stuck in this lift. And I was starting to panic, I was starting to worry. And then I think it's okay, I'll just ring one of my colleagues, Zach, know me or may. And then I realised for the first time in my life, my phone was not in my pocket. And I thought, well, it's okay because there's a 24-7 emergency number that contacts the helpline and you get emergency help. Well, obviously, Sunday morning is not counted on their 24-7 watch and they were not able to help me despite ringing several times. And then I thought, well, there's an emergency buzzer that sets an alarm and surely the 915 congregation and Zach, Naomi and May and other people would rush to respond. They obviously thought it was a nice sound and a strange sound, but ignored that as well. So then I thought, what do I do here? Do I try and do this Hollywood thing of pull back the lift doors and that didn't work? Do I try and wrestle back the slide? And it was just nothing I tried seemed to make any difference. And I was there anything between 30 minutes and three days. I'm not quite sure. It was about 30 minutes. But I was starting to panic. I was starting to get anxious. I was starting to get worried. Will I be here forever? Do I start writing my will? Then I have this genius idea that I can text one of my colleagues using my watch and then they came to my rescue and freed me. Why do I tell you that story? Partly therapy, public therapy to help me heal and to be restored by the church family after a very traumatic time in the lift. Partly so you consider thinking twice as you use the lift, that's a joke, it's totally fine. Partly to think about getting a smartwatch this Christmas, they're absolutely brilliant. The real reason I want to say that is because I felt completely out of control. And I think this season has taught us more than ever that we are out of control and we have to trust in something which is bigger than ourselves. When so many of our securities and things that seem so normally stable are not what they were and not what we believe them to be, we have to trust in something. We have to trust in God. We have to trust in Jesus and know him to be secure and stable and steadfast. And if we looked at a passage in John 1, which I read a few moments ago, it's a reflection of Genesis 1. It's actually poetry, and it mirrors the story of creation. And it tells us that from the outset of time, Jesus was there. Jesus was God. Jesus spoke creation into life. Jesus always was and always will be. Therefore, Jesus, being God, is in complete control of his creation. He's in complete control today. He's got this world in his hands. He's got us in his hands. He's very much able to take care of us in this season we find ourselves. And we see in this passage that he brings both light 
and life. He brings both light and life. In the beginning, the mirror passage in Genesis 1, there was nothingness, darkness, bleakness. And Jesus brings light in that situation. Jesus spoke the creation into life. And he comes today to bring light, to bring hope amidst darkness, hope amidst the situations you find yourself in this Christmas. He is still the source of light. Perhaps you look at our political situation or the COVID situation or your family situation. It feels bleak. It feels empty. It feels nothingness. But there's always hope because there's always the light of Jesus. Perhaps sometimes we have to experience the darkness in order to realize how powerful and significant the light of Jesus is. He wants to bring light and hope to each and every one of us this Christmas. And he also wants to give us his life to help us know the fullness of life. In this passage, we see that without Jesus, there is nothing, which means in him, there is everything. Full life, full hope, full meaning, full purpose is found in him. Everything we could want, everything we could need in this life is found in him. We can so easily look to securities elsewhere, to other things, and we've seen how unstable they are, but we trust that full hope, full life, everything is found in him. Everything we could need to get through this life is in him. And what's more, we see that he gave his life so that we can have eternal life. He lived and died and rose again so that you and I could have eternal life. Everything's going to be okay because we choose to follow Jesus and trust that he's got us for eternity. There is eternal hope because of him. This Christmas, I want us to think about what it is to have the light of Jesus in our life, where things feel dark and bleak to know the light and the hope in Jesus, but also to know what life in all its fullness, to know eternal life in him. I think God wants to speak to two groups of people tonight. To those of us who know Jesus and have loved Jesus to say, actually, put your complete trust in him. Build your life on him. Root all your foundations in him. When everything else is unstable and lacking sturdiness, lacking stability, trust him. He's saying, trust me, I've got you. I created everything. I'm in complete control. Lean into me more than ever before. And for those of us who have perhaps fallen away from Jesus, fallen out of love and just come back at Christmas, For those of us who don't know Jesus, he's saying, forget the trimmings, the festivities, the celebrations are good. Enjoy your Christmas. Have a great Christmas with friends and family, but don't forget the real meaning for the season. There's light and life in me. Turn to me. I don't know how you're feeling this Christmas, but come to Jesus. He's there reaching out for you. The Baptist minister Spurgeon said, at times you can't see the hand of Jesus, so look for his heart. And I want to say tonight that if you can't see his hand, his heart is for you and he loves you and he lived and died and rose again for you. He wants you to know light. He wants you to know the life in all its fullness. He wants to have hope in him. Let me pray for us tonight. Jesus, I just pray that each and every one of us would experience your goodness afresh right now. And through all the craziness, through all the busyness of the world that we find ourselves in now, through all the unknowns and uncertainties, I pray that we would cling to you, the rock that is Jesus. And I pray that we would know hope and light in you. And I pray that we would know life in all its fullness, that we would know eternal life in you. Jesus, come, anoint us afresh of your spirit, move powerfully in and through us individually and as a church family. I pray we would have a magnificent, fun Christmas with friends and family. I pray it would be a Christmas like never before, a real time of celebration and joy. 
but I pray that it be Jesus-centered and that you would be firmly on the throne of our lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.